Welcome to another edition of The Audacity of Hustle, your weekly conversation about life, entrepreneurship, and the pursuit of happiness through the lenses of real estate and culture. My name is Nathaniel Crawford, and I am your host. Uh, So many times people uh, in real estate are assumed to be in the business just to make money. So they they assume that all real estate professionals are the same, you know, we're just trying to get the deal done and move on. Uh, take the money and run, so to speak. Uh, so with that impression, many times people think that if they have a, a passion or a purpose outside of just trying to make a bunch of money, that, that there's no place for them in real estate. So that the question becomes, is there a place for you in real estate if if financial stability is important for you but that's not your passion that's not that's not part of what you believe your purpose is is there a way for you to find purpose in real estate let's talk about it so once again uh welcome to the audacity of hustle. Uh, I am Nathaniel Crawford and today's episode is about finding your purpose in real estate. Is that possible? Uh, I believe it is and I have taken it upon myself to (laughs) uh, break down three different places where I believe it's possible to, to find your your purpose in real estate outside of uh, just just making some money. So uh, obviously, you know, the the purpose of business in many cases is to make money. You know, capitalism is real, uh, but for for many of us, that's not the only purpose. So I'm going to go through here uh, three different, specifically three different areas that I believe you can uh, find your purpose in in real estate. And I'll go into to a little bit of detail on each one of them. Uh, feel free, you know, to to engage me, you know, you know, at me on on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to find me, uh, Mr. Crawford, and we can we can get into this a little more in detail. Uh, but the the first place that I believe you can can find your purpose in real estate is in education. And what I mean by that is that. At every level in in real estate, education is fundamental to the changes that need to take place in the in the industry as a whole to for it to be more responsive to to minorities and you know, people of color, black folks specifically. Uh, so it's as as real estate brokers, as real estate agents, as mortgage professionals, as title companies education is key so part of what what we can do as professionals who get into this uh, you can prioritize making educating anyone in your sphere of influence anyone in your network uh, a little more informed about real estate you know understanding the the country's history of uh, real estate ownership, you know, where where black folks uh, 
a stand in that history and why we we stand in that in that place in history uh that that gives a lot more context to why why our communities look the way they look why why other communities look the way they look why real estate prices are the way they are and part of that that education uh is not just historical uh so it, there, there's some 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 very well documented uh history on on why the country looks the way it does uh but knowing that history you know educating yourself you know i, I try to educate myself on on a lot of these things and then being able to take that information and apply it or present it in a way to to people who aren't real estate junkies to, to people who don't want to know all the details but how do you how do you make this relevant to a, a millennial how do you make this re relevant to a, a 10 year old a 12 year old how do you make it relevant to a senior citizen you know there are are many many layers to that but if you're someone who's who's passionate about educating people about knowledge you just want to know you know real estate is a very good place where you can you can you can get that knowledge you can share that knowledge and you can be compensated for sharing that knowledge you know that's to me part one of the the, the beautiful things about about real estate one of the phrases i use quite often is that real estate is an industry where we're we're able to do well and do good uh, we can can make make good money but you can also make a, a meaningful impact on communities and as as someone who's passionate about education real estate from the angle of education uh, can be be very powerful you know educating buyers educating sellers educating renters just educating members of the community or stakeholders in that community about about what's going on what's what's buying what's selling why is it buying what's selling what are those trends and, and how how that affects them there are people who rent and they always going to want to rent they have no interest in buying and being able to educate them on hey well here's why your rent's about to go up or here's why you may need to to reconsider your position on owning real estate you know that type of, of st estate planning there, there, there are tons of, of, of opportunities for education uh, that give give a lot of clarity and context to to people's situations why they are where they are why communities are where they are and being able to educate people on that i, I believe is is very very important okay uh so that's that's the first piece we're, we're talking about education uh the the second piece i i believe that that sort of works into that is um and it's sort of to take a step back i guess uh, part of educating people is educating them. And I, I guess I alluded to this a little earlier with the renter comment, but is educating them on the consequences of not being engaged in a real estate process. So educating them on what happens when you don't own your home. You know, what are the what are the missteps? What are the consequences of not owning your home? or not being interested in owning your or not owning real estate in general not necessarily not just own just not only not just owning not owning your home uh and what but I, I think the, the the overlap there is in we, we sort of transition from just a mindset of education 
to to social impact and this this sort of expands the the scope of real estate professionals to now not just include uh, real estate agents and brokers and people like that or members of the community but investors investors who are looking to spend money uh, in in any sort of investment whether it be real estate or somewhere else uh, you can make a significant social impact with real estate so if your your interest isn't necessarily to to make a bunch of money uh, but you want to make a significant social impact you want to impact a community in a way that you can see uh, real estate investing can be one of those ways or educating people on real estate investing can be one of those ways finding those deals understanding the the dynamic uh, between uh, communities that are, are being gentrified and the ones that have not been gentrified or the ones that that may be gentrified in the future and understanding within that context sort of understanding gentrification versus uh, gentrification and displacement, which is uh, I've I've heard it to be a, a ongoing debate there. So when when a community gets gets gentrified, or when when upper middle class or more wealthy people begin to move into to any given community or a black community or a community of color, uh, prices go up. But if the people that are moving into that community look like the people that already live there. How does that change the the dynamic as far as the what's still gentrification? You know, how how do you how do you balance those things? How do you how do you work through that? And I, I believe part of the the opportunity with with that is is proximity to. Uh, proximity to, to to knowledge and what I what I mean by that is that in when we think about gentrification and we think about how how we don't want the the people of the community to be alienated we don't want those people to be to be pushed out uh, we want them to be able to remain in the community but everybody wants a, a Starbucks Everybody wants a good grocery store. Everybody should have a good grocery store. Nobody wants to live in a, a food desert. So then how do we balance keeping a community's cultural identity with making sure that they have access to resources, innovation, and, and socioeconomic opportunity? Uh, that's, you know, I, and I'm not here to, to provide answers to the the intricacies of these questions more than as much as i'm just here to sort of start the dialogue you know, I, I have ideas i have opinions on them which you are going to hear here because it's my show uh but uh, just because i say it don't make it always right and i i believe that having a, a one of the ways you know as someone who wants to be impactful uh on a social in a social context is you can spend money in, in these communities, investing in the real estate, investing in the, the programs, investing in understanding the, the reasons for, for why this gentrification is, is, is happening and why these changes are happening to the community, not just, just
just gentrification and then educating the, the people in the community on on the impacts of that and how you can then have an impact on that. Spending your dollars in places that address that at the root level. Though those whether those are education programs, whether that's buying property and renting them back to to existing residents, you know, whether that's uh, just dialogue, just making sure everybody understands what's going on, you know, community gardens, all there's there's so much, you know, the the, the social impact of that, or the scope of social impacts of the social impact of, of, of real estate professionals is very, very large. So uh, sort of starting at a place where you can say, this is, I want to get into real estate, but I don't want to get in it and just do a bunch of transactions. I want to get in it and, and really understand how I can, how I can help my community. You know, so we, we started with saying that you can you can just focus on educating people about what's going on. And to a degree, all agents do this. All agents do all of the things that we're, we're, we're talking about today. But as, as someone who, who wants to focus in a particular area, the, these are things that you can can really, really do to a high at a higher level than than a lot of other agents do. And if you do it you know, more than you know, 2% of your time, you're probably doing it more than than most agents. So education and social impact, those are those are the first two. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here and then we'll get into the the third of the three ways that you can find your purpose in real estate. We'll be right back. This week's episode of the Audacity of Hustle is brought to you by Pretty Girls Own Property, your guide to reducing real estate intimidation. This book was written to make sure that readers prepare financially, mentally, and emotionally prior to making the decision to get into real estate. Whether that be as a buyer, as a seller, or an investor, decisions need a firm foundation just like houses do. And preparation and information are the building blocks for that solid foundation. My friend, Andrea Morgan, has used her project management background experience to put together an awesome book that helps you to strategically think and approach the problems and potential issues at, that may arise during the home buying process. Make sure you check it out. It is available on Amazon. That's Pretty Girls Own Property, your guide to reducing real estate intimidation by Andrea Morgan. You can get your copy at Amazon.com or at PrettyGirlsOwnProperty.com. That's Pretty Girls Own Property. Dot com. Check it out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the audacity of hustle. My name is Nathaniel Crawford, and we have one more uh, way that you can find your purpose in real estate. And that way is financial empowerment. So if you are are interested in financial empowerment, that's another avenue for you to, to to take your journey, you know, into real estate. And what, when I say financial empowerment, I don't just mean making money for the sake of making money, because you know, that there are a lot of a lot of folks in real estate that do that. I don't, I don't mean teaching other people how to make money just for the sake of making money. That's not that's not what I'm 
what I'm talking about here. What, what I'm talking about here is empowering others to understand the power of that money and how to leverage the power of that money to make the impact that they want to make on the communities that they live, serve, and care about. Okay? Uh, everybody knows you know, when they get into these, these, these situations, when you're talking about development and, and real estate, that, that, that the money talks, money makes stuff happen. But <laughs> knowing that money talks does not help you if you do not know the language that that money speaks. And empowering yourself to understand that, whether it be from a, a real estate development standpoint, or a real estate investment standpoint, whether it's on the development side, whether you're talking about residential or commercial, are you are you going to communities? Or are you looking at your community from the standpoint of buying homes and renovating them and then and selling them or buying them and renovating them and renting them? Are you looking at the, the, the community shopping center? How are you going to keep this community from becoming a food desert? How do you bring in a grocer how do you start a grocery store how do you buy land and convert it into urban gardens all of these things are are things that people have to understand how the money moves in because in many of these uh scenarios these things need to be financed you know that's that's sort of one of the the, the big hurdles I, I see a lot in in many minority communities uh, organizations and uh, community activists and a lot, a lot of people have really, really great ideas and really good things that could be very transformative for a lot of communities, but they don't have a way to pay for it. And if, if you can't figure out a way to pay for it, and then once you figured out a way to make it pay for it, how does it sustain itself? Then it, it it's no good. You can't you can't implement. You can't execute it. So understanding the the financial fundamentals when it comes to real estate and who's incentivized by what to do what for whom and what their long-term and short-term goals are in relation to your long-term and short-term goals are as they relate to your community then gives you the the leverage the power the knowledge to go put together deals, put together opportunities to recruit strategic partners to make these things happen. But a lot of a lot of the the players in 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 scenarios like this only care about money. They need financial incentive. They don't care about the community one way or the other. They're they're usually pretty ambivalent to what's going on in the community, contrary to what they would say, you know, to the news or any other media representative or to their constituents or whomever. They they care about the money. So as as someone who cares about the community, as someone who believes that part of your purpose is to to help affect real change in your community one of the most important things you can do there in my opinion is to not only financially empower yourself but to financially empower as many people that that you can reach in those communities so that they can then take that power and leverage it and use it in a manner that, that benefits the community that's that's huge it's really, really big, and I, I believe we're starting to to see some of that with 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 people that are using the the internet as as basically what what I would like to call the the great equalizer to spread the word. 
you know, finding out what's what's working, what's not working, what opportunities, you know, for creative finance and and things like that to really help uh, people get get some of these things that have been issues in our community for for generations, for decades, for you know, hundreds of years in some cases, uh, to get them addressed meaningfully, and then you know, use that that knowledge to to share it to other people across the country, if not across the globe, across the globe. So uh, that's that's my that's my final point, y'all. Financial empowerment. Uh, yeah, we can make the money, but you gotta you gotta have a, a way to to really make a meaningful impact with that money. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Nathaniel Crawford. This is the Audacity of Hustle conversations about life, the pursuit of happiness, and entrepreneurship through the lens of culture and real estate. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Audacity of Hustle. This week's sponsor was Pretty Girls Own Property, your guide to reducing real estate intimidation by Andrea Morgan. Currently available on Amazon and at prettygirlsownproperty.com. Our theme music was composed by Gareth Hunter. My name is Nathaniel Crawford. And remember, you can have the money, you can have the time. But if you do not have the hustle, it's not going to work. Go get it, y'all.